Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the discussion. Are you on Ghana Talks Radio? We are back after last week. You know, Cozen, we're back. This is our second episode. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm, you know, feeling excited for the second episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the last one, we apparently didn't uh, dissect a lot of topics, but yeah. I think today we are ready to bring it a little bit further. Definitely. So I know today we, we did discuss a few topics that we would want to talk about and they are far and in between. They may not even be relevant to each other, but they are quite interesting. And I feel they are topics that it is, it is the new world. It is, what, it is things that are going on every day, you know? So it's something that would be yeah. quite interesting to dissect today. But yeah, let's not waste any time. Let's jump straight into it today. So the topic I have for us, and I don't even know like if you as guy even recognize it or if <laughs> or if you see it, but it's all about this this new surgery culture, BBL culture that has been going on. Yeah. Now before yeah. I get into it, I just wanna say I personally I don't have anything against it to each their own. <laughs> You know, I'm not a basher and I'm also just, I mind my own. But I, I, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I feel it is its own epidemic, its own pandemic in its own right. You know? Yeah. It's literally taking over. Yeah. And without knowing it, you definitely know somebody that's had some form of surgery. Yeah. And... With the BBL itself, which is um, the Brazilian butt lift, Brazilian butt lift, yeah. Um, nobody actually talks about the risks. All you see is, you know, the pretty girls, the Cardis, and the Nicki Minaj's and their results, and but nobody actually gets deep down into it and discusses the risks. Let's be honest, the Cardis, the Nicki's, they're still alive and well because they have a name to hold, and nobody wants to be sued. But even them, how many surgeries have they had to repair surgeries that they've had? You know? So I did get permission from my family friend of mine before recording this to have a quick discussion regarding this only because she has also recently just undergone it, undergone the surgery. And I thought it's it's quite an interesting topic to discuss knowing that there is probably some young girls out there um, older girls out there who may want to get it and if you want to it's up to you but I feel like in everything the co- pros and cons should also be listed and, it, and let's be honest Nicki Minaj is not going to yeah, talk about yeah. the cons of a BBL when she looks good you know but it has actually of been reported that, that BBLs have got over 50% mortality rate hmm over 50% of people that go and lie on that table will not come off that table. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, BBLs is one of that the most... Scary. It's one of the most um, dangerous surgeries. Surgeons have actually have admitted that and acknowledged that recently. It's one of the most dangerous surgeries out there. And, wow. And, like, for example, within the UK, um, a lot of... Yeah girls that do get a BBL they don't do it within the UK just because of the cost of doing it within the UK and this is um, 
the situation that I had with my family friend where she travelled to Turkey to get it done. So people normally travel to Turkey or um, Dominica, Colombia, Colombia, Miami, yeah. you know, Philippines. For, the, for the surgery. Yeah. And let's be honest, you don't know what these people are doing to you once the anesthesia has hit. And if only we could put picture to audio right now and you were able to see yeah. the realness of the situation. So as of right now, would you believe me? And I'm TMI, so for the graphics, the graphic imagery, but that this person is currently healing with a hole in their stomach after BBL. Wow. I don't know if you can even imagine it. The, the picture is like crazy. But then there's girls like Miss R. Fabulous, who's an influencer in the UK, who openly has been discussing the fact that she's had to have over four repaired surgeries after her first one because she's developed blood clots and all of the above from just one surgery. And now liver conditions from just the one surgery. So, like, when I spoke to my cousin, who broke it down for me she was like so you have the initial surgery which is them just taking so and so from one part and putting it in the other part and then you have to constantly have massages so um, my question is why do you think a lot of women uh, decide to opt for it it's media let's be honest the media we they run the world if you're yeah. seeing if you're seeing people that you look up to and they're getting the lifestyle and it's, it looks easy as well yeah because let's be honest a lot of these influencers nowadays they're just girls with nice bodies yeah a, a pretty face and they're making money yeah you know so why would i go into work if i can just go get surgery and do the same thing you know but nobody discusses the real real of it for me personally um you did ask if i would ever do it i wouldn't simply because i feel it's the last result interesting so there's a possibility um i mean i don't like pain so no (laughs) (laughs) because as i was saying the the massages that you have to do after the fact apparently those are those are excruciating there are painkillers there's only so much painkillers can do you know and a lot of people use it as like weight loss methods or like to get the body they want and yeah. I feel I feel like the discipline and things that you require after surgery if you don't have it before surgery the body you think you're going to have you're not going to be able to maintain it hmm because half of these girls you see them they've gone to get surgery and then they're in the gym and they're selling workout tapes and they're saying that they got the body from the gym from a gym <laughs> that's fraud <laughs> yeah they're telling you they've got the body from the gym and it's simply because they have to be in the gym if they come out of the gym their body will go back to how it was hmm. and why spend thousands to not maintain it so I feel like before anybody's even with surgery like I said I have nothing against it if you want to do it go you but I do think you should have the mentality to be able to handle it first you should be able to have a good relationship with food a good relationship with looking after yourself gymming if that's something that you do because let's be honest 
it's all fun and games to have the surgery but if you don't maintain it what was the point um you know um there are some set of people mm-hmm. that that are not really endowed when it comes to you know the front <laughs> side and the back side yeah of course okay so, a, I, like, yeah. I just like the word that you used come on <laughs> so there are those set of people that are not so endowed into in those uh, those areas <laughs> do you think uh getting the bbl uh you know is an option for people like that you know that's boosted their confidence or you know do you know what that's even a whole other topic in itself i believe <laughs> because what is confidence and let's be, let's be honest okay so you lack confidence because you feel like other girls have the you know the the best the bum and you want that yeah when you have it what has it done for you you're going to find something else that you don't like which is why i feel like surgery is a very slippery slope and you have to really be comfortable with yourself to a certain extent to even decide to get the surgery so when people are like people that have surgery are insecure i don't believe that i i honestly believe you have to be securing yourself enough to even be able to go ahead and do that surgery you know yeah you know m- most of them uh get into these things to you know that to correct the injustice That. injustice <laughs> if you're gonna play like that i mean some people are getting born and they're having it you know having it front and back and others do not have it so you don't think getting it you know justifies the fact that they're trying to correct an injustice that was imposed upon them by nature yeah who is a god okay but in that case if you get it and you feel okay with yourself afterwards that's great but there's going to be people people that will go through the bbl and they hate their body even more than they did beforehand yeah, yeah. you know and like, and something about surgery from from a little that i know mm-hmm. i know that um the more the more you get into it the more you get addicted to it the more you want to upgrade Definitely. i mean from level one to level two to level three then when you get to maybe level 10 you look back and you realize you've ruined you've everything got, you've gone too far now you, now you want to go back to state one which is almost impossible and you know what as you've even said that now um obviously i have a lot of female friends so we have this conversation a lot you can imagine and mm. one conversation that we have and we say all the time is this we are the first generation of real life surgery like extreme surgery changes extreme. like yeah. so like for example we don't we actually don't know the effect or how silicone and all these bbls are going to look like at 70 years old hmm. at 80 years old we don't actually know the effect is going to be having on people as of yet yeah you can even yeah. use k michelle k michelle is an artist that has come out and she had a lot of surgery she had her face done her bum her breast done and she's actually going to reverse the surgeries because she was getting blood clots wow. getting sent to her lungs like she'd she'd almost died multiple times from complications after the fact so she's gone and she's actually taken out the silicone she didn't have a bbl she had like implants so she's yeah. taken it out because the silicone was leaking into her bloodstream all of these things nobody i'm sure when she got the surgery she didn't think it was possible years later she's suffering 
wow. you know now you might say the bbl is different because it's taken they take the you know the fat from your actual body the particular part to fill in another part yeah yeah so it's still your body you know so you're yeah. technically you won't reject it however which is what the massages are for. The reason why people do the massages after the BBL is to keep the fat alive because it's basically you've taken it, put it somewhere else. It's not alive. So you yeah. have to keep it alive. If not, it becomes hard, solid, wow. like rocks in your body. Yeah. And because of that fat alone, you, people have hard lumps in their body because if it's not massaged you know so they have to they, you have to maintain you have to keep going so as i'm saying majority of surgeons majority of people that had surgery will have to keep going back yeah one thing that i have noticed and it is crazy but i mean who do you blame especially with the rise of social media and how much social media has an impact on everybody's life especially from a lot younger nowadays is a lot of younger girls are getting these big big surgeries i'm talking from 16 they're getting these big big surgeries and it's like if only people knew at 16 that when you're 20 you're not even going to look the same yeah so to get such a big surgery so young when literally your whole life like you're going your whole like how you look will change multiple times before you're even 25 okay speaking of surgery yeah mm-hmm. you um there are some people i, I know of a person a guy yeah. he got into an accident a fire accident yeah uh he was disfigured by the accident so he had to undergo surgery in order to correct that yeah do you think that's justifiable that's different so there's cosmetic surgery even that you would classify as cosmetic but it's cosmetic surgery that is beneficial to his actual life not saying Mm. bbls aren't beneficial but let's say for example you were injured and like it was a serious injury and you need something to correct that yeah that that is something that actually has an effect on your life yeah on your everyday life confidence as well yeah confidence which not to say it's not the same for bbls because some people they actually feel like that's what they need for themselves which is fine but just in regards to this topic and if you were disfigured and you were actually injured yeah then i think it's justifiable why why would if it's different because you was one way and now you're another way so uh, uh, speaking of accidents yeah so that i'm mm. cutting you um, speaking of uh, sp- speaking of accidents yeah i'm going back to those people that were you know born without those natural things mm-hmm. do you think that was that was a natural accident that could be corrected through surgery that's that's your natural life though <laughs> like if that's how you were meant to look that's how you were meant to look if it was that you looked what one way and then no no like <laughs> like for example if you were meant to i mean i, I believe god wrote how everybody was meant to look and you were meant to look like this for a reason you know really yeah sure do you believe that i don't know anymore for sure <laughs> why not yeah where it's like you look a certain way and that is just you that is all part of you and it's part of your story because i know that 
in in regards to anybody in whether male or female you're always going to yeah. go through a period of life where you feel like you don't like how you look but you manage it and then you get to the point where you're so confident within yourself that nobody can tell you anything and it doesn't but matter those, those people that eventually um eventually find a way uh eventually find a way later in their lives and eventually go into uh distance do you think they've waited long enough maybe maybe when you were 18 you didn't know how to go about correcting it 20 you didn't know by the time you got to 30 you eventually found a way do you think they've waited long enough or they need to wait for under 10 years in order to gain the confidence Man, let me tell you something if by fair if if by 30 Yeah. you're still not happy about something and you yeah. you're 30 that means you've lived it for 30 years and it's still yeah. bringing you sadness and no not joy and you have the facilities to change it change it because why must you live your whole life upset about one thing and so if, yeah, you can, if you can change it why not like i said i have no issue surgery i just feel like it's important to know that to know the ins and outs of it six i i honestly believe 16 is way too young to be having life changing surgery on your body when your body is yeah. going to change We've been yeah. months regardless. But at the age of 30, let's be honest, you're not going to change that much again. So, True. if if there is if this issue is a, is such an issue for you and you have the facilities to change it and you feel like it's going to actually bring you some form of quality of life, then do so. I don't think there's a problem with that. Interesting. I don't think there's a problem with that at all. But like for example, there's there's um there's a lot of people that for if they get a nose job Yeah. And it literally changes how they how they like you even see them they even stand in taller. They're not hiding no more. And that yeah. has actually been a boost to their quality of life. Yeah, yeah, confidence as well. Their yeah. confidence. And then, for example, somebody that um maybe somebody that was like over 400 pounds and they've lost a lot of weight and with that will come like loose skin and all those things and they've worked hard for their new body. Like they've gone to the gym, they've worked hard for their new body, and they've decided to go get a tummy tuck to get rid of the loose skin. Yeah, they deserve that happiness. Why not? So it's like it's all cosmetic surgery, but if it's going to bring you quality of life, definitely. And once you've reached that certain age, why not? But I do think under 20 is extremely young. It's extremely young. So what age do you think is is the right age? I, even 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 now I still feel like 30 let's be honest because um in life you change within your 20s like if you see anybody within their 20s you see they've changed multiple times you're still yeah. changing and yeah. for, for for women most most women on, on like once you have kids you're going to change again as well yeah. so I feel like I mean some people do it but I've always said for me personally I would never see the point of having surgery before having kids for me because then you've had surgery and your body's going to change again and I have to go do surgery again to fix it back. You know um this surgery thing has really eaten deep into into the youth of nowadays. Mm-hmm. We see this on the internet. We see them on TVs. There are a lot of TV shows. Yeah. You know that promote these things that exhibit these things, you know. Moving forward, or should I say, in the next 20 to 50 years, do you think there's something that can be done in order to, in order to, uh, to to correct the mindset that a lot of people already have stuck mm-hmm. in this? Do you think it can be corrected? 
mindset of surgery yeah and the addiction and the need to have it listen in this world things change every day the things yeah. that people were addicted to yesterday and it's a follow follow world let's be yeah. honest things that things that were happening last 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 week it's not happening this week so who knows somebody and let's be honest even in terms of body type yeah in the media even in the early 2000s the hot body type was very slim petite slim now is not that now is the bbl body that's the hot body type that everybody wants so who like so who knows that in maybe the next five years it goes back to being petite girls you know so it changes it could even be different who knows yeah Yeah? so which is why i feel like the bbl and the surgery trend is very it's not something that people should follow simply because it is a trend people are following trending body types so are you telling me that in five years time when nobody wants to have a bbl look anymore they're going to go and remove it Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. but this topic is a topic that we can get really deep into. I don't even want us yeah. to get too so deep into it. I d- it was more about the how it's taking over. But like I said, with these topics and on the discussion, and once we get going, we can't stop. But I heard, I heard you might have a another tongue twister or, <laughs> or something for us before we jump into the next topic. Let, let me take you on the first one. Okay, sure. So the first one is uh. She sells seashells by the seashore. Hmm. I know this one. This one. This one is one from <laughs> it's from primary school, and I I, I just went home because it, it took me back. Seashells. Wait. She sell. Oh God, it's been gone. Seashells. Seashells on the seashore. By the seashore. By the seashore. Yeah. So she sells sea shells on the seashore. And I promise you, those listening, it is different words I'm saying. I know it just sounds like a blur, but it's different words I'm trying to say. Seashells, seashells on the seashore. (laughs) Do you know what? I want to hear you actually say it. Like, say how it should be said. I don't know. Uh, It's a game. So the game is coming from me to you. So don't. Ah, is it? Okay, no, no problem, no problem. Seashell, maybe sea- when you bring yours, I can take t- take it on. Then that's me next next time. It's all on me. <laughs> it's all on me. Is there another one? Yeah, of course, I have another one. Um, mm-hmm. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. Ah, oh, I love this one. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. That's what we used to used to like scream that when the ice cream man would come, and then my, that's when my mom would know. It's time to release the pocket. <laughs> ice cream, he scream, we all scream for ice cream. That's not a hard one. Then make it faster. Make it faster, okay. Ice cream, he scream, we all scream for ice cream. Is this a rhyme, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But I, we've got another topic, right? Before we end it for today. Yeah, we have um, the music topic. Yeah, How- so... The African music has been transporting all over the world. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. <laughs> African music, to watch it is to be proud. Let's be honest. And it's not about... Obviously, the majority of the artists that are really blowing out there are yeah. um, Nigerian. 
Yeah, and yeah. also the Ama piano scene. If one of, is that South yeah. Africa? Or is it South African? Yeah. African? Yeah. It's blown and it's not even about what country. It's just but like seeing it out there when you're seeing like quote unquote our music really really blowing and defying all barriers, it is something amazing to watch. Yeah. So the reason I even wanted to bring up this topic was because I was a little bit upset when um i thought about this topic and it was because i was thinking wow african music has really taken over the world and it was all due down to whiskey <laughs> that man broke my heart into multiple pieces really yeah with his concerts oh yeah the o2 sellouts god ah, how can you wake up every day <laughs> you still don't have tickets so wow that was massive like, wow and you know what the tickets massive. was the tickets wasn't even expensive like for such a big concert no one was like his tickets were like less than 50 pounds yeah which for a big concert of such a big magnitude honestly yeah. that's that's nothing people charge hundreds even if i'm not mistaken burner boys concert was a lot more in price right and what burned me the most pardon me to me not really um not a fan so yeah okay no but i'm referring to the fact that when burner boy was to release his tickets his tickets were about 80 pounds plus yeah and even whiskey's tickets were about 40 pounds so like in comparison to price the tickets Mm. were cheap i i I share about the price i share about the burner boy price i'll confirm them but it was roughly around that price. If not, it was even more, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, according to, you know, rumors fly. Mm-hmm. So according to rumors, um, he yeah. said he, some sources said he had to reduce the price in order to, uh, to bring in more audience. Yeah. And so he it, said it was a sellout, but you know, to a lot of people, they, they debunked it. Yeah. Said it was the sellout. If well, I'm not mistaken, the tickets were extremely expensive, like close to 100 really? pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Like very much close to, but it was over, it was definitely over 40 pounds, but the price did have to be brought down in the end because people was people weren't buying it. But aside from that, that concert was still, it didn't sell out, but it was still a big concert. There were still huge numbers, especially for yeah. an an African artist, quote unquote. You know, especially after a pandemic. So, are you saying um, Whiskey had more sellout because his price was lower? I'm saying Whiskey had more sellout because he's Whiskey. Hmm, interesting. And and it, that's nothing to do with Burner because Burner is Burner. Let's like whether you're a fan or not, he does what he does. I'm just referring to the fact that who would have thought even five years ago that we would be saying that an African artist has sold out Setting the O2. The O2. Not yeah. once, not twice, but three not days. Twice. Three days. The, the first the first sellout was in 12 minutes. The first sellout. It was, was pain- it, w- it was painful. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it was painful. The first one was in 12 minutes. <laughs> the second one was in two minutes. 
So with the first allowance, with the first allowance, the reason it hurt was because I was in I was in both the pre sales as well as the general sale. I still left with no tickets. What? You know what hurt me the most is I was on the I was on I was in the queue and it told me I was the two twenty three thousand five hundred and forty ninth. Yes, I remember the number person in, in the queue and I said there's twenty three thousand people in front of me for this what ticket. Are you? <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> and I'm not going. Second day second day, same thing. And then what he done, which I think is so mean is he released the third date while people were still trying to buy tickets for the second date so nobody knew there was another date yeah so I I then missed it for the third date as well wow I said okay it's God that doesn't want me to go it's fine maybe maybe if if you decided to choose O2 Arena maybe um, decided to choose Wembley Stadium maybe you would have had it had an opportunity do you know what and this is the thing he probably went small because like i said who would have thought but i believe if he wanted to he could sell out the wembley the wembley easy maybe he didn't see it coming easy he should release another date now he should release another date today i'll be there (laughs) but yeah and the reason i even wanted to bring up it is because so i did go to a concert in August, the Omale concert. Yeah. And that was a sold out concert as well. So for his first time in London, he had a sold out concert. And for somebody, if I'm not mistaken, let's be honest, like Omar has had maybe one or two strong years within the industry. Maybe even one. one one Yeah, maybe even one. And for him to be popping like that. There's something with African music right now that needs to be marketed. <laughs> like, let's let's really break it down and find out what's going on. What's your thoughts on this? Um, I like to be um, spontaneous sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if it's uh, though the melody is there, the melody is inclusive, but from a different point of view. Um, I like to say there's um, there's some sort of do you think there's some spiritual forces behind it do you think so as an African a typical African I mean behind music yeah and the music. blowing of the music and the blowing of the music and the artist do you think mm. there's something diabolical about it cool okay do you know what I, I <laughs> one thing I don't really play about is Africans and spiritualists you know and all of those kind of things because to me it's real because it's real yeah it's very much real so there's certain things you don't really get into too tough but who knows it could very much be a possibility is that how you view it of course um although the craft um the craft is good as well I mean if the voodoo is going to work at least you need to have something tangible <laughs> yeah you need to have something tangible then the voodoo will just you know make it go through easily but at the same time i wouldn't want to think i mean it's all natural yeah. or should we say if it's natural maybe it's the time if you if you look back we've had uh past 
artists yeah. that have laid the foundation you know they they've they've set they've, they've set the table so the, the guys coming in now you know are just you know sliding on it mm-hmm. uh but at the same time you know we, i wouldn't want to remove the fact that there's still you know some spiritualism inclusive okay definitely i mean it definitely is possible that one i would never take away from it yeah i do think it is a possibility yeah but <laughs> how would we know <laughs> how would we know we wouldn't but for then i mean it's, it's just a discussion so anything goes um wow i feel like i always say it but that's a whole topic in its own self african africans and you know spirituals the spiritual side of it all because i i always used to say with my friends when we were younger that for example you know like horror movies and thriller movies like the westernized versions they yeah. never used to scare me it doesn't, scare, it doesn't scare me because it's a movie What's paranormal yeah. activity? Now the Nollywood, the the the, the you know the, the the real Ghana movies, the Nigerian movies, and they're doing juju. That scares me because it's real. Yeah, very real. Do you know what I mean? Or even if yeah. it's even if it's not real to us, it's different. So it's a topic in itself, you know, cousin. Am I wrong to say that? No, not no, not really, but. Speaking of music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you compare um, the Nigerian music industry to the Ghana music industry? I mean, if you check the, uh, um, if you check the the charts, how, how how would you compare them? How would you compare the progress and the dominance? Okay, <laughs> you know what. I don't even know what to say because I love both genres. I do love Nigerian music. I love my Ghana music as well. But when you look at it, I just feel like there's something within Nigeria and within you yeah. guys' music scene. The artists are amazing. Not to say the Ghana artists aren't amazing because I feel like I just feel like it's different. I feel like even with Afrobeats, even yeah. though there is an Afrobeat sound, there is a Nigerian Afrobeat sound. Okay. Yep. So, um, what was I saying? I feel like there's an in Afrobeats, there's a Nigerian Afrobeat sounds. Yeah. If this makes any sense, like the Thames, the the um, yeah, is it a Raya, Aria star? Like you know, the Tennies, there's a sound, right? And then when you go to like Ghana Afrobeats we have the Kiddies that you promise like there's another sound it's all still Afrobeats but I feel like it's different it's different vibes it's different and I don't know if it's the high life and the hip life influence and then like the different influence of music like from the roots but it is a definitely different sound and I just feel like in this world people people draw towards sounds and maybe right now that is the sound that is winning is a sound that we want to hear because let's be honest you gotta love a thames you got you gotta love them and then there's, there's like, like so hmm. in the near future something else did you hear what i said 
I think it's. I said in the near future, someone could take over. Who would take over? Another sound of music. I'm telling you, that I'm, I'm a piano right now. Is popping. Yeah. I'm a piano has like, especially for um. I don't know if you know about like UK house kind of music, like garage kind of music, and those kind of vibes. I'm a piano is that kind of dance music you know when you have a specific kind of dance you do to it yeah and who doesn't love who doesn't like a little boogie who doesn't like a little jiggle you know <laughs> yeah so definitely but do we have anything else we want to talk about so anything else we could jump into speaking of um still a music yeah who would you think who would you say uh is uh, the king of afropop Afropop, as in right now. Right now. Let's be honest, man. Wizkids is doing his thing. <laughs> that made in that made in Lagos album. Even the deluxe. Wow. That's why I'm so, that's why I'm heartbroken. <laughs> so would you say um, the Nigerian music is suffocating uh, other African countries? I just think that it's all about it's about quantity. Like forget yeah. quality. It's about quantity. Yeah. You lots yes. like the Nigerian music, there's a lot more of you lots out there that's actually yeah. in the front lines of the scene. Yeah. So what what do you think is holding the other countries back? I mean, Nigeria never oh, used to boy. you know it this way. Nigeria never used to, you know, be in front in front the way they are now. What, what, what do you think happened? That's a good question, and I feel like there should be a documentary about it. Like I, I do say, Nigeria, regardless, you're you're so much bigger, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. in when I said in quantity, you're bigger, so there's going to be more opportunities. Really? I don't know. I don't know if that even makes any sense. You know, I've just said it, but I don't know if it makes any sense. <laughs> but yeah. I do. I do feel like there is a lot more artists, so there's a lot more opportunities. And it's not just a lot more artists. The quality of artists are also there. They're good artists. And if and you look not... at other African countries, it, it seems like they don't exist when it comes to when it comes to music. I mean, yeah. someone like me, someone like me. If you remove uh, Nigeria, if you move Ghana, if you move South Africa, then maybe Tanzania. I don't know what what else is left in Africa. When it comes to music okay true so what do you think is holding other countries back maybe it's the type of music i feel like a lot of countries um depend on artists they stick to what that country wants yeah like let's look at um even the kiddies the king promises the whiz kids the burners their music is still very much African inspired but it's western enough that you can watch it on British TV yeah you, you know they've they've managed to find a way to remain themselves by also reaching a wider wider audience you don't think you, you don't think it is uh, about promotion yeah and let's let's be honest Beyonce's Blackest King pushed yeah. these artists a lot further Beyonce done Black is King and everybody wants to know what's good with African artists 
the Yemi Alade. Um, who else was in that ice? Tua. Guilty, guilty beats. Shatta. Yeah, Shatta. You know, I'm sure there's yeah. even other others as well. So, it is promotion. It's also connection. You don't think what? Okay, speak, speaking of what what Beyonce did uh, uh, on that uh, music, on that album, so to say, because I, I think I have it at home. Um, do you? Do, do you think there's some sort of a fraud in it because that that is what i see yeah um in regards to from a critical point of view I when you say fraud. fraud what are you referring to i'm referring to uh the fact that beyonce he, he never really uh paid attention to you know this said african artist or mm-hmm. she wanted to release the album she came to africa and you know gave those guys the opportunity yeah. of course if you look at it uh she she's promoting them but at the same time i'm thinking uh she bought their voices in order for her to promote her own music I mean if you look at it it's it's the album is not just about the african artists singing the african songs it's not just mm-hmm. the african voices it is the beyonce promoting africa it is beyonce that is in the forefront yeah. but then the voices that really pushed the africanism in the album are those of african artists this is where i'm coming from Definitely, definitely. I mean, on a normal day, I don't think if, if Beyonce would feature those those people. I mean, mm. if not for the album. So after the album, we're not hearing anything anymore. True. So maybe the True. next time when she when she's ready to release the volume two of that particular album, then she will come back to Africa and pick another set of people. You understand? true so do, do you think there's some sort of fraud in that because that is what i see i think we should put that question out to the listeners who can let us know their real thoughts on it all but i think we are gonna have to come to an end of this conversation because it, it is deep but fraud <laughs> <laughs> i've never thought about it like that honestly i've never thought about it like that but you get my point though i definitely do get your point yeah I definitely yeah. do get your point. The critical but, thinker. But Cousin, I'm telling you, this com- these conversations we've had today, this gist we've had today, has been yeah. a bit deep and we've gone in so many different directions, you know, I'm all over the place. But it was really the discussion I you today. Yeah. How are you feeling about the conversation that we've just had? Uh, actually, uh, I didn't plan it. Just didn't know it was, was going to go this deep. Uh, but yeah, it's been good so far. We've, we've had to talk about the BBL and um, but then the BBL, I, I would still like us to talk about it more. Uh, I definitely feel like it's a conversation we need to jump back yeah, into, it's, though. It's very deep because I have, yeah, I have some some things that I would like to say and some angles that I would like like us to dive into. You know, maybe we could pick that up in the future. 
definitely definitely um, i feel that vibe but it's been a pleasure talking with you on the discussion are you of course you know we're, we're here all the time we're here all the time and it's been amazing so yeah. we definitely need to revisit this conversation in two weeks definitely in two in weeks, two weeks we'll time we come back and, and we hit it hard and we we go back to the bbl topic <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully we'll have more topics to jump into as always you guys can follow us on all social medias and that is at Ghana Talks Radio on everything and also while you are there be sure to jump in with the conversation on the discussion aisle let's discuss the BBLs let's discuss what what is really going on with African music why is it popping as it pops you know and how can we get involved <laughs> you know but that has been amazing do you want to say thank you that is at Ghana Talks Radio on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. And we are also on Spotify. You can go ahead and listen to our audios back on Spotify if you do miss them live. And while you are there, if you want the hot news of the week, Cozen, where can they go if they want the hot news? Of course, they can go to www.ghanatalksradio.com. They can also install our app on google play and android you know also on the app they have the opportunity to catch up on past shows past episodes of every shows we have it on there and also they can uh participate in our weekly uh prediction game yes the weekly game i love it when they get to win themselves some money and um, also catch up on every breaking news via Mm -hmm. our app 247 all the time all the time but that has been us today we are going to sign out for today and thank you so much for listening please come back please come back thank that you has very been much. the discussion aisle see you next time bye-bye <laughs>